Welcome to Who Knows Real Estate, episode 14, wholesaling 50 properties a month. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jim. And today our guest, Javier Suarez from RealStep, shares how he's built a company that wholesales 50 deals a month. Whether you're interested in starting a wholesaling company or you just want to acquire more great deals, this episode is a must listen. So today we have Javier Suarez, who is the CEO of RealStep one of the largest wholesaling companies in the country. Javier, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for coming on. Brother, thanks for having me, man. This is uh, really looking forward to this. Yeah, man, thank you. Uh, so can you give our audience just a little bit of insight into your background and what RealStep is? Uh, yeah, man. So uh, we are a nationwide wholesale company. I'm the janitor of the company, as I tell everybody. Uh, I just clean up messes and, and you know, I stay here late. But uh, yeah, man, we do about 30 to 50 deals um, a month uh, nationwide. We're primarily in the, the Southeast region right now, but we're looking to go full nationwide. Um, we do residential uh, wholesaling. We don't close on any of our own assets. So we are, I would say, the strongest pipeline to most investors um, in the Southeast region, man. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those of us who don't know, can you just give a super high level view of what wholesaling is? What does that mean? For sure. Uh, so what wholesaling is, it's transacting a property with never actually taking title of the asset, right? So um, it's like if someone gave me this pencil and I just gave it to you, that's technically wholesale, right? Because I'm just kind of tossing it over. Um, we're just high level middlemen um, really at the end of the day. But yeah. what we do is you know, we pick up contracts from sellers directly, uh, we have enough margin worked in us, so we're able to sell it to you as the investor to either flip it, rent it, or develop it, um, or you can make a significant profit. Got it, so you guys are like acting almost as like the source of all these off-market deals and then reselling it to investors? Like you guys are finding great deals and then just reselling them without yeah, ever man, actually purchasing? Yeah, we're the plug. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I would, I would say we're like the Costco real estate, man. It's like, if you want it, we probably, I guarantee we probably have it, man. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and it's cool. Like we're, we're actually even working a step higher of just trying to find a property and bring it to you, man. Like I tell our, our sales reps now, don't sell property, create for uh, relationships with investors and look for what they're buying. Right. That's what everyone's, everyone's looking for the deal, yeah. right? Looking for the buyer, right? Which always blows my mind because you're only as good as your buyer. Yeah. So like, I mean, I feel like that's very true. Every investor, whether you're flipping or doing rentals or buying apartment buildings, it's how do you find those deals? How do you find those off-market opportunities? You guys are clearly world-class in that aspect. Thank you. Where, where do you find these deals? Like, they're not on the MLS. Where do you get them? Um, it's funny. We're, I actually just, uh, I think there's even so much more money on the MLS, but you're right. We don't do the MLS. Everything that we do is completely off-market, right? Um, so we do a multitude of different marketing. I actually have like four key strategies that we implement, right? Um, and obviously that I want to start off by saying, if anyone is to implement any of these strategies, please advise your local you know, TCPA attorneys because there are rules to marketing, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, our biggest one's been direct mail, right? Um, direct mail has been phenomenal for us. A lot of people are saying, hey, direct mail is dead, everything of the sort. Um, it's dead if you don't know how to use it correctly. Um, so we send out amazing, really uh, engaging mailers um, and we send them consistently. That's probably about 40% of our business. Yeah. Uh, I would say the next one would be cold calling. And we really focused on this last year, um, designing and creating a cold call team and a cold call system that would outdo anybody, right? Because that's my thing, man. This is that if I can do something that uh, most people aren't willing to put in the work, you know, if, if, if they're not really willing to, to put that energy into creating, right. Yeah. That's where I can get an advantage. Right. And that's one of the things that a lot of people, they just don't want to take the time to, you know, listen to the cold callers and build a team. And that's actually what we did is, um, you know, our two big legs of our business are just direct mail. It's old school, direct mail and cold calling. Right. All we do, man, is that we get, you know, the best list, we upload our best leads and we're calling people consistently, right. We're calling them consistently and uh, we're doing uh, warm transfers. Right. That's been, just, I would say the two biggest things in yeah. our business. Um, what does that mean? Like warm transfers. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, it's, um, it's a strategy, man. It's incredible. Um, so what we do is that we actually have our callers, our cold callers talk to the homeowner, 
right? And what they do is they kind of warm them up, right? It's a cold call. Uh, and what we do is you actually start warming them up. Hey, you know, we're calling about one, two, three Main Street. Just wanted to reach out, uh, see if you're interested in getting an offer, right? Like, hey, that's, I'd love an offer. Hey, you know what? Give me like five seconds. I'm going to just double check to see if I have someone in Charlotte right now who's available. What I want to do is I want to connect you to my specialist. So what they're actually doing is they're talking up your acquisitions guys, right? It could be a new hire I put in acquisitions. It could be someone who's been there forever. But right. what they're doing, they're already pre-planting in the seller's mind. Oh my God, they're going to get me to their top rep. Oh yeah. I got a special, right? And then they get on and they're like, you know, I got you know, one of my guys, 24, 25, just right out of college. And, and they're getting on the phone and we're just, you know, offering 40% of what the home's worth. And, but they're going into it thinking like, Hey, no matter what, there's a sense of credibility, right? It's like, you know, when you, you talk to people like over the phone, right. And, and, you know, you talk to that person directly and you don't feel as special, but when some, someone's like, Hey, yo, you, let me, let me go and transfer you over to the specialist here. You don't even know who that person is, but instantly it's a psychological trick that when you do an introduction, when you mm. do a Passover, you order, you already think a lot higher of that person. Yeah. Right. So, that's that that's the thing is is that cold calling it's not really that effective right just generally speaking right. unless you implement the right strategies and that's what we've actually been able to do really really well at a super high level man yeah i feel like um, that's that's true across a lot of the marketing strategies like there's a ton of people doing direct mail a ton of people are cold calling and a lot of people aren't successful with it how have you been able to stand out on the direct mail side because there's i know like buddies of mine who like they handwrite letters to very specific people. And I don't think they're doing that well at it. I mean, they, they keep doing it, but that's what they're trying. Do you have any advice for people at a smaller scale where they don't have like a huge sales team? What kind of advice uh, do you have for them on finding deals? Dude, be, uh, I went, not confrontational, but um, be controversial. Okay. Be controversial, right? Stand out there, be different. Like. The, the big thing for us, man, is I love loud colors, right? The pinks, the yellows, right? Those, when you get it, like, dude, we send the final notice ones, man. So you get the, you get, you get the thing and it's just like, hey, final notice. This is the last time I'm going to try and reach you, right? Yeah. I've been trying to give you a, 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 an offer for the last couple of months and you won't call me back, right? This is the final, and it's like big, big final notice, stuff like that. Um, dude, there's other ones where you can do the Google Street image. So we actually get Google view like the google street view of the person's property and you can actually put it on the mailer yeah so when they get the mailer they're like it's a picture of their house and like yo who the who heck took that yeah that's <laughs> sexy how do you yeah. guys do that uh there's companies who do it yeah. uh there's a company that we use you call trevor at direct one um they're great and they can put all of that stuff it's actually just a program that they run but the dude the biggest thing for us man is is that you have to be consistent, but you have to be controversial, right? And that's the, that's my background, man, is just being a marketeer, right? Yeah. And the biggest thing is in marketing, man, is, is that everyone's looking for leads, but they're not looking just for prospects, right? Is or I'm sorry, everyone's looking for deals. They're not looking for leads. I apologize. So like everyone's like trying to like get that deal, trying to get that deal, put all this time and stuff into it. Dude, my mentality is just that, hey, I'm just going to send so much out and I'm going to try and get so many reactions I'm trying to get so many people who are going to like say, Hey, I'm an actual person. What the heck is this? I want those people. Cause then I can take those leads, filter them out, find the opportunities and turn them into contracts. Right. Yeah. Where people are just trying to like, Hey, I just need my deal. I need my deal. I'm thinking lead flow. Right. I'm just trying to get people to call in. Right. That's all yeah. I'm thinking. You're just trying to like spark conversations. Yeah, that's it, and the man. more people you have conversations with, you'll find, you know, the 1% who will sell at a discount for whatever reason. Yeah, man. It's like dating. You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to go in find the and find their girlfriend right there. But it's just like, yeah, talk to a couple of people. You got to feel it out. You got to say, hey, you know what? Like, you know, we think in abundance here. You know, we think if, if, you know, you go for one house, you might get one house, right? Yeah. You say, hey, I'll tell our team, hey, shoot for like, you know, try and get 100, right? Try and get, try and lock up 100 houses each this month, right? Because if you look for 100, you're probably, you know, going to get a percentage of that. But if you think abundance, you'll have choices, everything of the sort. So I would say the guys who are doing mailing that you're talking about, send more, right? Yeah don't don't spend so much time trying to personalize it just send more just send all in abundance of mail and um and have faith that it's going to come back but you know we send a lot of mail out a lot of interesting yeah. stuff like ballpark like how much mail are you guys sending out to get those 30 or 50 deals just like because i'm sure it's more than what our listeners think 
Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in about 30,000 uh, worth of mail a month. $30,000 or units? $30,000 worth. Um, That's like yeah. 10,000 almost. Uh, it's more, more than that. I think it's over 100,000, right? Oh, yeah. Um, units. Yeah. You sent out 100,000 postcards yeah. or letters a month. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's about 100,000. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, blanket like a whole city with that. All my, my stuff running, but whatever we do it like at uh 31 cents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A piece. But yeah. Um, and that's, that's every month. That's consistent. Right. Wow. Uh, yo, so check us out. We're actually doing one for the holidays. It's uh those like the dealership ones, the pre-approval, like yeah. hey, you're, you've gotten pre-approved. It's a little mailer. It looks like a little holiday card. And it's like, Hey, you've been pre-approved to get lowballed. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, so, I mean, so, but like, that's controversial, right? Yeah. Like little things like that. You got to be thinking, right. You always got to be thinking like, Hey, why is this person going to call me back? Right. Um, we've done other pieces. We sent them offer ranges. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a student, man. I look at everything, right? Like I, I look at the spam that comes to me, right. I look at everything that I get. And I'm like, damn, how can I take this and apply this to my business? Right. Like yeah. this works. Right. That's how we came up with the IVRs, man. It's like, you know, we, we heard all of those people. What's an up. IVR for reference? Um, so it is, I can never remember what it stands for, but pretty much what it is, is that when you call back, um, say like we leave you a voicemail and you call back, what it says is that, Hey, hey you know, thanks for calling. You know, if you want to go ahead and get an offer, press one. If you don't want us to call you back, press two. That's what an IVR is. I do not remember what it stands for. Do you know? Uh, no, Miraculous I have no idea, man. I know what it does, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know it makes us money, but I just yeah, really yeah. It was like, so if you like were to go back, so like you guys are at doing thirty to fifty deals a month, which is crushing it. How did you get there? What did that journey look like? How long ago did you guys start? It was brutal. So we started about six, seven years ago. Uh, it's actually uh, my business partner, Raphael. Dude, we started about six or seven years ago um, in his mother's kitchen, right? He calls me one day. He's like, hey, it's like, I'm going to go buy a motorcycle. Um, at that time, I was like big into motorcycles. I was like, all right, cool. It sounds great. But tell me, what are you doing to get this motorcycle? And uh, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll go check it out. So he tells me, hey, I'm getting into real estate wholesaling, this, that, and the third. And it just clicked, man, right? Yeah. It's just buy low, sell high kind of thing. And so we just started cold calling men. And I kid you not, um, this is before we had power dollars. Dude, we were literally calling off of printed Excel sheets. We'd have one guy, we would have printed, we'd show up every single day. Uh, when, when we had this kitchen, it was just lead sheets laying around. So we'd yeah. pick one up doing that and dialing. Then that became an office in DC. Oh, this little WeWork, um, little WeWork office. Yeah, we started just literally four of us in a glass office, man. And we just have lead sheets and we just start dialing and dial, manually dialing, dialing, dialing. We would have glass walls in front of us. We would all just tee up. We would write how many calls we made, yeah. how many people we spoke with, how many offers we made, how many appointments we had. And what we would do is that we would sit there back to back and we would just all four of us in this little office, smaller, half the size of my conference room right now. Um, and we'd just be, we would hear each other calling and we'd be loud as shit, man. And <laughs> howling, right? And like, it was, it was just, um, it was just super alpha. Cause like we were all looking around and yeah. she's like, we want more than the next guy. That and sounds like it. Wolf of Wall Street. It was super raw, man. It was super, and we had no idea what we we're doing, so we we're just calling it even more. And then, and then we found out about power dialers, dude. I mean, we were for—I kid you not—making over twelve hundred calls a day. What's each. a power dialer? So a power dialer is that you take like a lead sheet, like an Excel sheet, yeah, and you upload it into a system, like a power dialer. We use a system called ZenCall, and you actually upload the Excel sheet into the program. And what it does is it calls, instead of dialing one phone number you would manually, it actually dials uh, one to 12 phone numbers at the same time. And the first person to answer, you get connected to. And if anyone yeah. answers that, it actually just kills the line. And so it's just it'll automatically call. calling out for you. Instead of you dialing, like hand dialing one at a time, it's just boom, 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 connected. <laughs> that had to be a game changer. Yeah, it was huge, man. So it really, it sped up a lot for us. It was, it was really cool. But, you know, back in the day, man, like, you know, six years ago, there's no, no one teaching about real estate investing. There were no power dialers until we found out about them. There, you know, there was nothing. Yeah. Right. So we we're just raw figuring things so out. People weren't even cold calling back then, like six, uh, seven years uh, ago. Not at scale. 
there, there really wasn't, man. Because a lot of people, they didn't want to do it. They just didn't want to do the work. They're scared to get on the phone. They didn't think the phone worked. It's just a lot of old school. They wanted to go face to face. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we, we would do, we would cold call back then. We, um, did, we used to get in Raphael's uh, old beat up Mercedes and um, he would drive. We had another guy uh, in the front who was running numbers. I'd be in the back and I had a laptop uh, on here and we would drive by distressed properties and we, we would see the property. We were plugging in the computer. We would find out who the owner was. The other guy would skip trace it. We yeah. would get the person on the phone and we would just drive around, you know, for a while. And it was just raw, man. You know, we, we were so hungry for greatness that we did whatever it took. And we still do, you know, people, people ask us today, they're like, yo, how does it feel um, to be where you're at now? And we're like, you know, it feels like exactly where we're supposed to be because this is what we plan. You know, we planned this five, six years ago, you know, just being here. Um, we didn't think it'd be this big, which is awesome. But yeah, man, now we got you know, an education company. We got a multi-million dollar real estate business. We're about, I think we'll probably finish about six million in revenue this year. So it's good, man. But like we're just scratching the surface too, which is cool. Yeah. So you guys are in how many markets you in? Uh, we're in nine now. Yeah, we're, we're aggressively going to be looking to expand that this coming year. Uh, this residential side, man, it's becoming, it's, it's, it's really cookie cutter. Once you understand how to go into a new market yeah. and you how to standardize that, you learn the process, you learn how to get buyers, how to drop all of your marketing on time and just kind of get a feel for the area. And you, and you it's like spinning plates, right? Once you, you're able to spin it and not even think too much about it, you know, it's really easy to add yeah. that stuff. It's really easy to scale that. Yeah. One thing you guys do that I don't know anyone else who does it is the way you guys comp properties because you're not actually driving out to the property and looking at it. Like most wholesalers, most investors, they get a lead, they schedule an appointment, and then they spend half their day out there looking at yeah. the house, you know, talking with the owner. How do you guys comp properties in nine different markets? Oh man, it's actually really interesting. So we comp it in two different ways, right? I look at every property as either a flip or a rental. Um, so what we do is we actually use, we use Zillow as like a basis, right? Kind of like a sticking point for us and actually have our acquisitions reps. This is what they do. We used to, we used to go off of what were other investors paying for cash yeah. in the area. And what we actually do is we have a two-step process. So first what we do is we actually go off of Zillow. Um, we pretty, it, it's, there's a formula within it pretty much is what we do is we take 70% of what it's worth. We reduce it. Uh, we take 70% of what it's worth. We take off $15,000 and we you know take off closing costs. Um, and that's our high offer. And then I take 30% of whatever this low value is. And then that's our low offer. Yeah. Wow. So that, that's our offer range, right? So pretty much is that what we do is instead of Instead of uh, focusing on comping, which was really funny, we actually had our COO, uh, my COO, when he came in, uh, he you know came in here and the first thing he said, he goes, all you guys do is you spend your time comping, right? I can't even imagine going out to the property and having to comp. He was like, dude, the, all you guys do is you comp so long on this process, right? You got to find out how to streamline it. So he called it the city of comping, <laughs> right? Cause like we were just spending so much time yeah. comping more working on selling, like on dealing with actual selling, right? The more important part of everything. So what I did is I developed this algorithm um, that came up with that. And that's actually how we get our first line of offers, right? That's how we Got determine it. it will be a yeah. deep deal, right? If it's really messed up, we'll be on the lower range. If it's not as bad, you know, they say it's, you know, finished or whatever. Uh, be on the high range mid obviously falls between and dude it's it's dead on accurate right yeah. like i i i it's super easy um but once we get contracts we just verify we actually then pull our cash comps just to make sure like other investors are paying that making sure arbs back up all the numbers but yeah man it's really it, it's super simple because yeah that sounds a lot easier than running comps and running repair numbers and figuring out trying, how much is trying, the water heater I, I, and I took, I took three i took three salespeople right? From a completely different industry. They're my top three performers. We compared it. We compared our old model of comparing cash comps versus the new model. Um, I had a girl, she's been here less than a month and she's outdone both of our vets on uh, projected profit sales. Right now I got her right here, Melanie. If she's watching, shout out Mel. We call her money Mel. You guys see her death. Man. She got hundred dollar bills. Everyone's crazy. But she's got one, two, three, four. She has five properties that she locked up uh, in the last two days. And they're all great deals. No way. 
great deals. Five I got, deals in two days. I got because what we try and do is we try, we we keep our investor in mind when we do our deals, right? So all of these and do I rejected another like five or six that she had, but she has one here, seventeen percent ROI for our investor in Atlanta. That that one's crazy hot. Uh, we got another one in the Panhandle at 20%. I got another one in Baltimore at 16%. And then I got one in Charlotte that I was telling you about at 30% ROI. And, and and I'm dead on with like my, you know, our numbers when we go through all of this. Yeah. So our, our process works because the thing is we focus, now we're able to focus on the seller. Everyone's being so transactional in our business, man. It's, it's, really, it's, it's sad. Like they lose that connection of the homeowner, right? I like talking like, remember we're solution oriented, right? We're not a real estate company. We're, we're, we're a, uh, what do you call it? We're a call center, right? We're a call center, we're a technology company and we're a solution company, right? We're solving yeah. problems, right? And you, and, and that's what, and that's why we've done so well, man, is because we always, we're talking to the homeowners, right? We're trying to figure out, yo, what's going on with this property, right? Why do you want to get out of it? Right. What, what's the, what's the solution next to it? Right. So it, it's, it's looking at that, man. So the algorithm has really skyrocketed the business. Yeah. I love it. Like your approach of solving problems, I think is the right way to do it. A lot of people are just like looking, how would I get a deal? How do I get a deal? And really you just got to solve the person's problem. Dude, money, money's easy to make, man. Money, money there, money's good. It's great. But it's like, what you have to think is, is that if I put you on an Island, right. And I give you a whole bunch of cash, how good is that going to be? You're not, you're not being solution oriented. You're not thinking big picture. You're not thinking of like, yo, like this, this world is more than just this little hundred dollar bill that controls my life. Right. You know, when you start thinking of like, dude, what was this before money? Like, why are we really here? Right. Really coming into our purpose. That's why I challenge everyone here. I'm like, yo, think about why you're actually here. Right. You're not here to just make money, you know, you know, get, you know, get, get a significant other, buy a cute little house and die. Right. You're here to make an impact to this world. Right. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So, like, you guys are getting 30, 50 deals a month. Uh, how do you guys find investors to buy the deals? Like, how does that work if you guys aren't local to the market, you know? Oh, my gosh, man. This is, uh, it, it was, it, 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 they sell themselves. It's crazy. Like, they, re- they really sell themselves. So, it's like, you know, say we lock up a deal. I could log, you know, in Houston, for example, we just entered Houston. Uh, I actually uh, had a really little strategy as, thought of implementing when we went into a new market, man, <laughs> I'm actually, you know, in a couple of different markets, I called another investor. I called a couple of investors in Houston yeah. and I actually said, Hey, you know what? My market, you know, pick one of my markets, pick, pick, pick the one that you want to go into. And how about we just trade buyers list? Hmm. Yeah. So what I, cause you, you gotta have that abundant mindset, man. You gotta, you gotta understand like these buyers aren't ours. Right. So what we have to do is, is that we have to collaborate, right? So that's our, mm-hmm. our first strategies. I would go to someone else and I would think, Hey, how can I be collaborative? Right. Yeah. You know, uh, another strategy we implement going in. So we go on Facebook, we add ourselves to every single investment group on Facebook. Uh, I have a, a VA that goes into those groups in Facebook for us. Like they play, they go into a, a, a server in the United States. Um, they then log into my Facebook. And they actually can go into all of the groups and you know how the people in like say charlotte for example yeah. were like hey you know what you know uh, uh who's an investor in charlotte right oh i am yeah. right and then plug in their email so i got our va going in scraping so it's and, not you <laughs> it's not javier posting it uh, but, so most of the time it's not me i do plug in on my own facebook occasionally um they do that you know other other wholesale groups in facebook are phenomenal uh, you can actually uh, reach out to Tangie Cousins at foreclosuresdaily.com. Yeah. Uh, she actually has a buyer's list, an investor's list that you can purchase. Right. Really? Yeah. So that, yeah. That expedites a lot of the process, man, um, of actually just reaching out to Tangie Cousins at Foreclosures Daily. And, um, dude, she has a huge buyer's list. We actually buy a lot of our leads, our most motivated leads, we buy from her. And we actually do, uh, we get our buyers list from her as well. So yeah. we get sellers and buyers. Dude, that's gold. We'll add that in our notes for the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, she, it, it, it's, it's one is that you can do the traditional route, trying to develop relationships. It's great. But also, you know, what we do is we go on Facebook and do that. Um, and then another one, right? This is a cool little, little strategy we've done too, is we went to carrot.com and we created a website so we can put all of our properties on there. Yeah. 
um, what we ended up doing is that we actually just do that and then we market it on Facebook and you market to some of the people in the area. Other strategies, you can go on Craigslist, you can go on Connected Investor. A lot of these properties though, um, in new markets, I don't recommend disclosing the full address until you understand like Atlanta, for example, for, uh, for example, for us, you know, a lot of the times when we post the address out to a lot of people, you go behind our back, man. So I would say, you know, when entering a new market, don't disclose the address always look to develop a good relationship, but that's it, man. You know, when we enter yeah. a new market, my, my first thing is develop 10 people that we can call, right? Just 10 people when we enter a new market, but yeah, man, you know, wholesalers, existing groups. Yeah. So like, I I love the way you're dispositioning assets. Like you're leveraging local people. You're also, I think you're reaching out to realtors, right? Like some realtors that are active with investors. So that's, that's actually one of our other strategies, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that, but you see like I'm a massive action taker. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So another strategy that we do, man, this is more kind of like, um, this is like, I, I go after like the best people first, right? So like Tangie's buyers, like those guys who I know are investors, that's my first tier I'm going to go after. So my second strategy is we go after the wholesalers, the Facebook groups and everything of the sort. And then the third strategy is actually going after the realtors and local investors. So you can actually, it's really cool. You can go on the MLS, man. Uh, you can actually, I'm, I'm a realtor at heart, so I love the MLS. You'll see more and more MLS strategies coming up. But one of the biggest ones for selling deals for me, man, is going on the MLS. And what you can do is, is that you can pull all of the cash transactions that, that have happened, you know, say in the last year in a certain area. So I'll do like a you know two, three mile radius from whatever property we're looking to sell. Do a uh, two to three mile radius and you pull every agent that's represented the buyer, you can find that information yeah. and you can support that. Say if I have another property, can make for a good rental, I can actually go to the agents that have property listed. I can find agents that have had property, I'm sorry, you know, listed for, to rent, right. that have been rented. I can find every single person because every agent um, that's, you know, listed a property for rent knows the person who owns it, yeah. or they might be the owner themselves do we actually pull commercial? You know, you can go on, most MLSs have a commercial section. So what you can do is that you can actually pull out all of the, you know, commercial agents as well. We actually just sold a property to a commercial agent, literally through this strategy alone. I had another guy, he reached out, he's like, dude, I love your property, but I'm actually a hotel broker myself. So let's go ahead and connect to, so, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's putting this whole line of connections, man. But the MLS is huge, man. You can find 500, 600 buyers like that. But I do recommend if you guys do go with the agent route, like if you're, you know, marketing to other agents, market your property about $5,000 higher than what you want, than your net price. And what you do is you actually give them $5,000 as a commission on top. No problem. Yeah. Trying try, try to explain like that, you know, wholesaling to another, per, to a, an agent. Dude, it's like pulling teeth, man. Just, yeah. What advice do you have for somebody that wants to work with a wholesaler like you guys, as far as a buyer? Um, as a buyer, yeah. yeah, our our biggest thing I would say would be just going to our website. It's realstep.com, R-E-A-L-S-T-E-P.com. Um, you actually just fill out the sheet. Uh, we actually have an intake form. Um, and what you're able to do is you can see our inventory, which is updated live. You can uh, fill out the information, goes to our dispositions team, and they'll actually give you a call, right? It plugs right into our buyer's system. You'll start getting every single email from there. Um, and what we do is we, you know, we'll call you, we'll disposition you, we'll kind of give that, that sniff test to see, Hey, you know, are you, are you big hit or small hit or like, you know, and then that's how we feel them out. You know, that's any, any investor coming in, we're open and willing to work with every, any and everybody. But if you want to work with us, we're very, very strict when it comes to our business, right? It's, it's, you know, very tight. We don't like to have gray areas. Um, we want to know is, is that, Hey, you know, we're all cash. We're as is. Um, we do do hard money occasionally, but man, we look to close within seven days and we're going to bring you a great property. And when you're done dealing with that property, we're going to be ready and we're going to deliver you another one. Right. That's, that's our thing to our investors that we're not going to sell you one property. Yeah. Right. We're going to sell you a couple. So those, that's what people need to be prepared for. They need to be able to prepare to buy this thing in seven days from y'all. Yeah. And that's, and that's our big thing too, man. Like around the holidays and stuff. A lot of people are like, um, you know, we, you know, I jumped back into disposition selling property a lot recently. 
And, you know, our closing days were about 30 to 45 days, right? I'm from the residential side. I came in, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> right? I'm like, well, you know, what, what, what's taking so long, right? So recently, what we've been doing is to our homeowners, right? Like, think, think about this, right? Like, this is where solutions are really important, right? Because it's a win-win for everybody. What we do, and I actually talked to someone today, and she's actually implementing this strategy, and it works amazing. She's closing in seven days. It's called a post-occupancy addendum, okay? So what this means is that if you have a seller in the property and you know you would, as the investor would like to close on the property in seven days, right? What you do is you tell the homeowner, hey, what I would like you to do is become a tenant, right? I can go ahead and close on the property in seven days. You will remain in the property for another 30 days, but, I need you to hold, you know, out of the money that I give you $5,000 in escrow. So in case you decide to stay in the property, mess up the property, whatever it is, that $5,000 goes to me, the investor, but I can close on the property in seven days. You'll get your money. And then in 30 days, I need you out of here. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Dude, it's incredible. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like what you have an extra property, you're hurt for cash. I, what I can do is I can get you money for the property. You can move after the holidays. Come on, man. It's a win-win. Where do I find I should also know now. Man. So like, that's, that's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a win-win forever. And that's, sorry. I didn't mean to no, you're good, man. So like one thing we'd even, I don't even think a lot of people have in perspective, but what does like an average wholesale fee to your company look like? But you guys are doing 30 to 50 of these a month. What is like an average Dude, tell, tell your buyers I'm making a thousand, so they stop beating me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna sell no matter what you do. So yeah, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And the thing is, for us, man, is is that you know whether I'm gonna make you know ten thousand or I'm gonna make two hundred thousand on the deal is is that if an investor ever wants to come to me and say, hey, you know, I don't want to do the deal because you're making too much, expect me never to call you again. Yeah. <laughs> tell everyone else never to call you again, right? Because the thing is, is that in our relationships, what we do is to our investors always, we say, hey, the value is, is that we will bring you multiple deals, right? We will bring you a relationship that would be plenty fruitful, right? Yeah. So for us, it's actually a really cool story. I'm totally going to draw this out. But there's a reason being. Normally, our fee is $15,000 that we will make on a deal, right? That is like my standard I tell dispositions, right? Um, it was actually 10. We bumped it up. But um, it's really cool, and, and anyone who wholesales will appreciate this. How we run our business and how I run the health of our business is off of one number, one number only. It is the percentage of actual profit divided by projected profit. Okay, so what projected profit is is when I when our team looks to secure a deal, right? So guys, by the way, like I really sell a lot of property. So this is my sales sheet. I literally just finished our sales meeting. These are all of our closings for November, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so pretty much what I do is, is that, so when we lock up a deal on the front end, we train our team to buy at a certain point and also say, how much are we going, how much do you think we'll be able to sell this for? Right? Right. So before we were, we didn't have a standard, right? We would say, hey, we'll take anything right? Anything that you think we'll make money on, let's go and take it, right? My number from what came in to what came out, we were converting about 30%, right? So that means if, you know, I got $100,000 in projected profit, we would actually end up making about 33000 right? So I said, hey, you know, we're, that's a lot of slippage, right? Um, so what we do now is, is that on the front end, the minimum that we'll take, that we'll look to make on a property is 15000 Okay. Like if you look on the board under a projected profit right here, I think the standard, I can't, I can't know if I can see it in here. The standard that we have on here, yeah. 15,000 and across the board, I got 15,000. I got a 32, a 35 and 18, a 15, a 15, a 15, a 15, a 15, and a 20. Right. So standard, right. Yeah. I'll tell them project anything. You send anything to me that's going to be less than $15,000 expected to get kicked back. So it comes in with a $15,000 uh, minimum, right. And then what happens is that, you know, you, you pitch it to your investors. They're like, oh, well, you want 15th for it. You know, we're going to lowball you and we'll take 10, right? And, and, and they'll, you know, try and take it at 10. What we did is that my goal for quarter four was to bring us from 
from projected profit to actual profit. Did I do a good job explaining? Do I need to explain it? No, definitely. It sounds like 15K is kind of the minimum, but you're anywhere from like 15, 20, 30, depending on the deal. Yep. So pretty much you have a deal coming in, the minimum that we'll do projected, like expecting to make from it is 15,000 or more. And then when we look to sell it to an investor, the minimum that we'll take is 10,000, right? So the minimum, minimum, minimum I'll yeah. do is 10,000 on the back end, right? So what we're doing, right, is 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 in theory, right, is we're setting ourselves up for a 66% conversion, right? Now we are actually at 66%. We've been running it for two months. Yeah. We said that one of the biggest things when you run these businesses, man, is a standard, right? I always say, you know, you're only as good as your standards. So what we did is we just set the framework for us and that's, you know, that's how you run a business, right? Yeah. What ad- so, what advice do you have for like buyers who want to work with wholesalers? Cause like we've all seen wholesale deals that are, would never sell in the MLS. What advice mm-hmm. do you have for buyers who are flipping or renting on like working with wholesalers other than to have like cash ready to move? Any advice <laughs> you have to like- That's what I was gonna say. Getting gonna good say- deals from wholesalers like- First I would say is come prepared. So, you know, you have your financing, like the first question I ask any buyer that I do business with is what is your buying process, mm. right? Because if, if you can walk me through your buying process, that means if I bring you a deal, you'll know how to get this closing, right? Yeah. I'd also say is, you know, know how many homes you're looking to buy, you know, kind of what areas, basically come with a buy box, right? Come with a buy box, know your process. Damn, what else? Call us. <laughs> um, no, I mean, all, in all seriousness, man, it's, um, I mean, it's, it, it, that's, it's a really hard question. I, Let me ask you this. I, like what, what separates? I, 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 would, I would say really go on, on, on Facebook, man. Yeah. Like that's, that's where I really think a lot of these investment communities really have very good wholesalers and there's more push for wholesalers to connect with buyers on there. I would say if you are a buyer in that area looking to connect with any wholesalers, I would go on there and get your name out there saying, yeah. hey, I'm looking for you'll have 20 people hit you up. And then as a buyer, you actually have to ask that person, hey, what is your, you know, what is your selling process, right? Yeah. Like, because you, you want to do business with someone who's, you know, eloquent, who knows what they're doing. They're not going to take your offer and shop it around. That's the big thing for us, man. We don't bid, right? My price is my price. Right. You don't go to Walmart and say, Hey, well, I'll give you $5 for this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, for me, my, my price is my price. And, and that's why we call it the buy it now. It's just like, yo, when you, when you buy or when you offer that amount, yeah. yo, give me the contract, you send the contract if in two hours, I don't have EMD. I'm going to go back and remarket that. But like as a buyer, I would say, just find a serious wholesaler. Most wholesalers do multiple deals a month. Yeah. Right. I would say instead of trying to find five or 10, find like one or two really good wholesalers, create that pipeline, man. And then, and then be cool, you know, just, just with them, right. Get to yeah. know them. We'll tell everybody, man. We're always just trying to look and connect. Everyone thinks it's just, you know, I, I do all of these deals and stuff like that, that I'm not a normal guy, man. I'm a goofball. Like I love being normal, man. I love, I love that about myself. I love, I had an investor on the phone the other day. Um, I go shoot golf with him, right? I shoot golf with him and we just shoot the shit. You know, we talk dreams, big aspirations. I look, I look to work with people that we grow together with. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if a buyer was looking for me, yeah, I would just, I, I would, I would just get on Facebook. Right. I would get on Facebook and I would go to the local investment groups and I'd say, yo, who's the biggest, baddest wholesaler in this area. They're going to start dropping names, adding you doing all this kind of stuff. And then as the investor, man, like that's my business. So yeah. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm lead generating the wholesalers. Right. I'm yeah. trying to qualify you as a wholesaler. Right. Yeah. And, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these people, like the, well, the point that we're at in the market right now is we are so saturated with inventory and investors that investors are sitting back and they're waiting for deals to go to them instead of saying, hey, let me go ahead and, and be more outbound. Let me go and look yeah. for deals. Let me call some wholesalers, right? They're getting lazy. So what's going to end up happening in the next couple of months, man, when the market dips, Right. All of these lazy wholesalers or you know, not wholesalers, but the lazy investors, everyone who doesn't want to go out and start creating relationships. Right. It's like a tree. If you don't have good roots, when the wind comes, the tree is going to fall. If you don't have good roots right now and you're not working on cultivating these roots, bro, when that when that storm comes, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on, um, you know, if, if the market changes and there's a correction, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen to wholesaling and deal finding? I'm excited for the correction and the correction's coming. I can tell you right now, correction is coming. What we're doing is, is that we're preparing, right? I did a post literally yesterday about this in, uh, in good times, people forget about bad times and in bad times, people forget about good times, right? We're in a very good time right now. We're in a historical high, right? So what we want to do is we want to prepare and what do people buy when the market dips, right? Yeah. Right. Flips aren't going to be there, right? Because what consumer confidence goes out the window, right? So flips are gone, right? Because no one's going to be buying on the other end. That means then your flippers, they're not going to be there. And if they are going to be there, they're going to be buying extremely low. Yeah. Right. Probably so the house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so exactly. So, so if I know that, if I know my guy's then going to be buying lower, right, he'll still buy and he can still make money at a certain point, right? It's not like every home buyer in America disappeared, right? That's what everyone thinks is they're like, they're like, oh my God, when the recession happens, no one's buying. Like, come on. Like, yeah. there's still people buying, right? Into like, that's their livelihood, but they're going to buy lower, right? So what I do is I'm going to be expecting to then myself buy lower because as a wholesaler, we make our money off of our margin, right? So if my guy normally buys at hundred, then, you know, my contract is normally like 85, right? But if he drops his buy price to 85, I got to go down to 70, right? Right. You, you get where I'm going with that? So that's a flip. I'm not banking on the flippers, right? I, I, I think the flippers will be there occasionally. That's great. But really in the recession, what in the market that really does well is the rental market, right? Most investors that I know right now, and even myself, we're preparing to buy more buy and holds, right? Because if buyers aren't going to be there, they're still going to have to live somewhere. So they're going to be renting, right? The people who were going to buy, interest rates go high, whatever it is, they're going to turn into renters, right? So now it's that you have to educate yourself on what, what does someone look to buy as a rental, right? what cap rates, right? What does a cap rate even mean, right? A cap rate does mean when you acquire the property plus what renovations need to go into the property uh, divided by what the gross annual or by what the net annual income is, right? That is your cap rate. So you need to understand these numbers when going into it and dispositioning these properties as rentals yeah. to investors and start looking at, hey, where are these rental buyers going? Right. That's where our MLS strategy, finding these leasing agents, dude, we're, I mean, we're going to get, we're going to get through the recession extremely well, but is you have to educate yourself. Right. Cause if you don't, what's it saying? If you fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Yeah. Bro, this is the time to prepare. Everyone's sitting by, they're like, yo, I'm trying to get a quick thing, a house here and a flip here and make 20 racks, 40 racks. Boom. I love, dude. I love money. I love the process of making money, but there is nothing sexier than keeping money right? I love keeping money, right? I'm not in the business of making money. I'm, I'm in the business of not losing money, right? So I'm watching, I'm, I'm, I'm studying, right? I'm studying that recession. I'm studying recessions before. I'm talking to billionaires. I'm talking to huge portfolio managers, hedge funds. I'm talking, what are you buying? What are you buying? What are you buying? What are you buying? Right? What I'm having that conversation with my investors. Remember what I told you earlier in the podcast? I'm like, yo, when I'm talking to these investors, right? How do you sell more property? you find out what your investors are buying, right? So if I talk to you about what you're buying now, great. Now my next conversation, hey, when the, when the market dips, what are you going to be buying, right? I'm, dude, I'm, I'm not making this shit up, yeah. right? Like I'm having these conversations with multi, multi, multi-millionaires about hundreds and hundreds of homes in these areas, right? Like the guy in Charlotte, bro, I, still, I don't know if I told you this story, but I literally got a guy, we're calling him, we, we called him about a couple more properties. We bought a property in Cornelius, uh, Charlotte sold it to him as a rental. We did a post occupancy, sold it to him as a rental, right? Like there was no juice on it. I looked at him like, Hey, you know what? This is a 20 cap, right? 20 cap rental. <laughs> That's yeah. going to fly off <laughs> 30 racks right there. Right. And then I, you know, got it, signed the contract. He put the money in escrow. He called us. He said, Hey, money's in escrow. I said, Hey, great. I have a showing at noon at another property. I need you there. It was a triplex. Remember that triplex in Gastonia I was telling you yeah. about? He drove over, bought it, right? put the money in EMD, another 30 racks. Right. So like, so, so then we call it in, in what I found out, he's like, yo, he's like, look, look, look me up, look me up in Mecklenburg County. He goes, I got over 150 properties right now. He goes, you call any of my banks. I got great credit. 
right? What do you think he's buying? He's not buying to flip, right? Yeah. He's buying to have wealth, right? That's what this game is. Everyone thinks this fast cash is sexy, but wealth is what's sexy, bro. Longevity is what's sexy, right? Like we want to be playing this game for wealth, right? I want to give my kids a portfolio. I want to make sure this is like, I don't know if you know this, but my dad, he died when I was two, right? Mm. So like the thing is for me, I always think about that, right? I always think about like, hey, you know what? How do I get that freedom if I was anything was ever to happen to me? And I don't have a kid, but you know, if I ever am lucky enough to have a, a you know a son or a daughter, right? I want to give them a portfolio, right? Okay, now I'm thinking, I'm probably not the first guy to think about this. So there's probably a lot of other people who are buying that. There's home, but the home buyers, right? Like Zillow's buying. All these people are buying. You have to understand. It's like, what are they buying, right? Yeah. They're not just buying. There's a formula to all of this. So a little trick. If you don't know how to comp rentals, right? There's a website, it's called rentometer.com. You can actually plug in the address, plug in how many bedrooms. It is pretty dead on accurate with rental comps. So it'll help you calculate um, cap rates, right? So you can literally Google cap rate, um, you know, the cap rate formula, go to rentometer, do all of that. So I'm just kind of helping people get through the, the recession yeah. right now. But that's how, that's how I'm preparing and I'm getting through uh, the recession here is we're preparing to teach all of our people how to calculate um, for rentals. We're you know preparing to you know go that angle of things. So, Papa, have you guys like considered starting or raising capital for a fund? Uh, yeah, we actually have. Um, we are right now looking to add a significant amount of multifamily to our portfolio. And then we've actually uh, we've networked with you know. Guys like Ray Lewis, uh, Des Bryant, a lot of big capital players. I mean, it's funny, like we talk in like they have like this star power and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we've talked to, uh, to significant amount of people, about 50 million and committed that they want to put into the streets with us, which is, it, you know, the hardest thing for us, it's not raising money, man. Like I went to go raise uh, $400,000 the other day, um, ended up raising one4 but every single thing, every single person who came up to me or, you know, that I went up to and um, they told me they're like, you know, the it's funny, raising capital. They said the minimum that they're looking at is five million. Right. So I was looking at, you know, small condo conversion projects and stuff like that. Then we said, hey, well, shit, you know, if all these investors are looking to at, at minimum invest five million dollars, we need to go bigger. So um, so right now we've got a little bit over 500 units right now uh, in, in a study period um, yep. that we're going to close on. And um, yeah, we've, we ended up partnering up with a bunch of guys who have a lot of credibility in the industry. I didn't really, I didn't realize raising money was that easy, man. Like well, you guys have, you've built a machine in real estate. It's, it's pretty easy to see how you can apply that to larger deals. You know, I, I, it is in that sense, but, but going into an asset, like an asset class, like multifamily, it's completely different. Um, I keep, I keep, and I'm going to look at this in a couple of years and I'm, if I don't do it, I know I'm going to hate myself for it, but I keep wanting to put together a hedge fund to buy more of our own assets. Yeah. The biggest problem I'm having right now is like, I have all of these properties that they're phenomenal. They're like, I mean, killer deals, man. You look at and that's why we're selling. I mean, we have a, we have a hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand dollars in assigned right this week. The last three weeks, we've been over $100,000 in assigned profit. So that's moving well over 10 properties a week. Um, and dude, I see every single one that they come in. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I this would be a great, this would be a great purchase. <laughs> Sold. And it's just like, I, I can't, I can't move fast enough on my own properties. Right. But that's the biggest thing I, I, I try and I tell wholesalers, we, we coach nationwide. I try and tell more wholesalers, close on more of your own assets. Right. We're super scaled to like, I'm not even really thinking about it. Like I want to do that and buy a bunch of the, the my own properties and stuff because it's cool. But like I'm at the point in my life now where I'm looking at development. I'm looking at doing high rises. We were talking about this before. So I'm not really focused on closing on, on too many single family assets. But I tell most wholes, almost every wholesaler right now, if you're not doing $100,000, even if you're doing $100,000 in, in revenue a month, you need to be buying more of your own properties. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you're making that much money, you should definitely be taking down. What do you think is like a good ratio to take down versus? I'd say um, like wholesale. Every, 
I'd say one out of every. You know what? There's no ratio. It's so when you see a good deal, man, you see a good deal. So before we hop off, I want to jump into the rapid fire round. We've got four questions. You've got like 30 seconds to answer. Are you ready, buddy? Let's go. All right. What's your favorite way to source deals? Uh, cold call. Cold call? Love it. What's your favorite market to invest in if you were to actually buy the property? Charlotte. Charlotte? Hey, there you go. What's the book you most often give to others? I would say 21 Laws of Leadership Workbook. The workbook version, okay. So it's interactive. Yeah. yeah, and we'll link to all this in the bottom other than Charlotte. What are you most excited about doing next, man? Uh, developing a high-rise. Yeah? Like the whole building? Oh, ground up. I love it, man. And then also, like, where can uh, our listeners find out more about you guys, get on your buyers list? If they're wholesalers, where can they learn more about that? Like, tell us. Definitely, man. So uh, you can actually connect with me directly on Instagram. It's at Suarez underscore capital. So you spell my last name out, S-U-A-R-E-Z underscore capital with an A. And um, you can actually get on our buyers list at realstep.com, R-E-A-L-S-T-E-P.com. Yeah. Simple as you, man. Or you can email me directly, Javier at realstep.com. Perfect, man. And I know you mentioned it real briefly earlier. You coach nationally wholesaling. Where can people find out about that? Yeah. So if you're ever interested in getting, you know, mentored or uh, just learning about, you know, wholesaling, low level or high level, we do everything from programming, online programs to uh, annual consulting. Um, you can go to realempire.com. So that's R-E-A-L-E-M-P-I-R-E.com. And um, it's funny, man, I even go to college, but now I'm you know, teaching, <laughs> teaching hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. Tell my teachers who's a smart one now. It's only <laughs> I've never beat anything. Like I'm just laughing now because it's it, it's one is that we're actually making a huge impact, and our you know our students, man, are like seeing actual results, yeah. and they're going from you know ten, twenty thousand a month to a hundred, three hundred thousand a month, and it's just like dude, real results because that's the difference between our coaching program program and anyone else's is is that we actually do this on a daily basis. I just got done going through all of our sales making sure all of our closings are happening. Like, like yeah. this is a real business that I run on a daily basis, man. I got the same stresses that a lot of people do a lot of same problems. I like, I help people with my problems, like work through what worked. I, I'm able to pass that down on what works, what doesn't work. And I mean, man, the results speak for themselves. Yeah. We have literally the best students in the nation because they just apply what we do. I love it, man. Well, Javier, I really appreciate you hopping on today, man. It's been awesome and a pleasure. We'll link to everything in the bottom. Thank cool, you, buddy. Bro. Thanks again. Thank right. you, guys. See you, man. See you, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Who Knows Real Estate. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and check out our show notes for the guest contact info as well as ours. Be sure to look for our next episode. Thanks.